Hey everyone. Hola, buenos dias. We want to welcome you to a new podcast we are starting. This podcast is called Twisted to Hell on Earth. My name is Angie and I have my co-host with me and she is... Jamie. And together we are Angie and are so excited to be here. We hope if you're listening, you are here to stay. We have put links in the show notes so you can join us in different platforms and see clips of our recordings that we hope you will enjoy. So are you ready to start this journey with us? I will be telling the story of a young girl and her brutal torture. This is a warning. It does have a lot of torture, rape, anything you can think of, anything you cannot think of, it will be here. Um, So just be warned about what's to come. And if you're not comfortable, you know, you could always just turn it off. So this story is about Junko Furata. She was born in Misato, a city in Japan, on January 18, 1971. She had an older and younger brother who she was very close to. She lived with her father and mother in Tokyo. It was said that her family was very close and loving. Her parents, of course, were very proud of all her accomplishments at school. They would encourage her to follow her dreams, and Junko was such a good student. She would get good grades. She attended Minami High School. Um, She was very liked. She was popular, um, was in school activities, and very respected and loved by her friends. Um, I know. She's already making me sad, yeah. Yeah. Um, She rarely missed school, didn't do any drugs, Mm -hmm. and was said to be naive due to her innocence compared to other students. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like, you know, she's just going on her own path. If she doesn't want to do drugs, you know, you just don't do drugs. I Mm -hmm. met a lot of people who didn't do anything in high school. Mm -hmm. Um, I wasn't one of them, but. (laughs) But I was. (laughs) But she was definitely, didn't seem like she deserved what's about to happen to her. Yeah, I know. But yeah, so Junko was said to be very beautiful. And let me show you a quick picture of Junko. Oh, wow. Very beautiful. She is. I love her skin. Mm -hmm. But she... She looks older than... She does. Yeah, Yeah, because she's, I think, 17, I said. Oh, wow. Yeah, she was going to be 18 right before this all happened. Um, She was working part-time at a school... I mean, she was working part-time after school at a plastic molding company Mm -hmm. and had another job already lined up. So when she was done graduating, she would work at an electronics retailer store. Um, She was determined to save up money because she wanted to treat herself and, like, take a trip um, just to, you know, like, because of all her accomplishments, she wanted to give herself something, like, as a present. Good for her. Mm -hmm. Um, And... And other sources I read state that she had already graduated from high school when she was kidnapped, but I can't find a definitive answer. But, like, after, like, it makes more sense in the story seeing it as she hasn't graduated yet. 
because of like stories that her friends say after or that speak out for her. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, so you think she was still in high school? I think she was still in high school for sure. Um, but yeah, she only had a month into her new job at that plastic company before she was kidnapped. So the reason Junka was kidnapped is appalling to just anyone that hears the reason. She was kidnapped because she declined to go out with this guy. What? Just for shooting him down. Is that how you say it? Yeah. So did she meet him through the job? No, I think he had seen her through school when he would attend school. and um, But then I, I know he dropped out, so he probably, you know, had seen her around. Um, His revenge of her not wanting to date him is to kidnap her and torture her. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. What a psycho. So, yeah, he did not like that. He felt like she humiliated him by not accepting him. Um, And I'll tell you a bit about him and his name. Um, He's Hiroshi Miyano. He, of course, you know, like I said, went up to Junko and asked her, but she said no. Like, for her, her education came first. Mm -hmm. Um, And to anyone else, like, if it were me, I'd be crushed, but I'd move on. You know, there's... Lots of fish in the sea. Yeah. Um, but Hiroshi thought, you know, he was humiliated and his mind just was very excessive. Yeah. For, I mean, any person. It hurt his pride. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll tell you about the four men total who kidnapped and tortured Junko. I mean, there was other men, but the main ones. Um, and... Um, I don't want to spend too much time on their backstories because I don't want them to seem important because they're not. Mm. Um, I can't find a lot of stuff either way and because no one cares. Yeah, they're pieces of shit who probably didn't need a good life leading up to any of this anyway, so they're remembered for nothing good in life. Yeah, for sure. And even after they get out of jail, I mean, I'll get to that point, but they still continue committing crimes. Um, wow. so yeah, this is a very sad story and the ones involved have no remorse whatsoever. Um, but, um, so Hiroshi Miyano, he's 18 years old. He's the one that was turned down by Junko. He claimed he was the leader of this group. A little bit about him is that he was, this was not the first time he was involved in criminal activity. He had started having problematic behavior when he was just in elementary. He was involved in shop shoplifting, damaging school property, um, being rude to his teachers and harassing them. And so his parents, you know, they've had enough. They thought maybe enrolling him in a different school would help. So in April of 1986, they enrolled him in a private school in Tokyo. Um, But this wouldn't cause any change, and he ended up dropping out the following year. His crimes continued to escalate, and he had no remorse for any of his wrongdoings. He was living with his girlfriend and working in a tile company to save up money to marry her. I guess he ended up not liking the pay he was receiving, um, and so he ended up leaving and getting involved in the Yakuza gang. The Yakuza gang is um, like the mafia in Tokyo, like, and law enforcement was said to have been scared of them, and so they didn't really want to be involved with them in their crimes, and they would just, you know, turn their... I yeah wow um I thought it was head mm-hmm. but it's I okay okay <laughs> <laughs> um 
Um, so Hiroshi started hanging out with one of these guys from the Yakuza gang and started committing several sex crimes. So, I mean, this behavior he, um, was not cool. And his girlfriend, she was just like, you know, that's enough. I'm not going to yeah. be with you if you're over here raping women. And, of course, she left him. Good for her. That goes beyond being in a gang and being mm-hmm. involved in criminal activity. That takes, like, a certain level of just sickness and something's wrong with you. That's... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so... I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, for her to have left him is she good. got away. Yeah, she, good, because good something time. could have happened yeah. to her, like, we never know. Yeah. Um, and the other three guys in the story are Joe Ogura, Yasushi Watanabe, both 17, and Shinji Minato was only 16. Yeah. All these men had history of rape, stealing, um, it's an endless list. Um, so, I mean, that's it. That's it for all of them. So now we'll continue the story. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So the night of November 25, 1988, around 830 at night, Junko was riding her bike, um, after finishing her shift at work. She was heading home eager to watch the finale of her favorite show, Tonbo, which means dragonfly. And I looked up the show, and it's based on the Yakuza gang, so... Oh, wow, that's crazy. I know that, I mean, it's ironic that she didn't know that the TV show she really liked, it was gonna, something about them was gonna happen to her in real Mm -hmm. life. Um, But yeah, she was really intrigued by that show, and she just wanted to get home and watch the finale. But, I mean, as she was riding her bike, she did not know that Hiroshi and Shinji were looking at her um, because at the time they were looking for women to kidnap or rape. Like, that that was their thing. They're just yeah, out there. They're just know. looking for yeah. someone. Yeah. So, and then once Hiroshi saw Junko on her bike, he was like, hey, that girl turned me down. This is the time and the moment wow. that she's going to pay for it. Which is so it psycho. could have been anyone if they would have seen someone before her. Maybe it would have been a different thing. Picture. Yeah, things wow. would have been different. It's very, very sad. Um. So, like I said, she's riding her bike, and then Hiroshi tells his friend Shinji, who is sixteen, to knock over Junko on her bike, and that he would come and supposedly save her. Um, and she would, you know, be willing to go with him. So that is what they did. And once Shinji knocked over Junko, he took off running. And that's when Hiroshi came in the picture and said, I'm sorry, what happened to you? You know, I'll walk you, I'll protect you. Nothing else will happen to you as I walk you home. And so she had no other choice. Like, she was scared. So she was like, okay, you know, like, I'll let you walk me. And so they were walking, just talking, you know, having a conversation and suddenly, like, they ended up um, walking to a warehouse where she started, you know, getting concerned because it's like, this is not the way yeah. I take home. And then he started threatening her. Um, he said, if you don't go with me, I'm part of the Yakuza gang. And if you don't listen, I'll have them go kill your family. And she knew about the Yakuza gang, of course. Like, mm-hmm. she was so scared when he said this. Um, and so he took her into the, uh, the warehouse and Junko had no other choice, of course, than to comply and be raped by Hiroshi. Once he was done with her, he took her to a hotel where he continued raping her. After that, he called his friends to show off 
what he had done to Junko. Joogura told Hiroshi to keep her there so they could rape her too. I mean, what kind of friend does that? Yeah. Like, no. Like, Is instead this... of saving her. Yeah. Like, Let me do something to help these boys mm. are sick. And mm-hmm. um, where were their parents at? Oh, I know. And we'll see where they're at later. Um... But yeah, so, you know, Hiroshi agreed, like, yeah, you know, we'll meet at the park, and you can do whatever you want with her. So, it was almost early morning, around 3, and so Shinji Joe and Watanabe all met them at the park and ended up raping Junko, finishing with her, and handing her off to the next. I told you this is gruesome, and this is not even the worst of it, so it is going to continue getting bad. Um... But while she was getting raped, one of the men got into her backpack and found a notebook with her address on it. Um, You know, I guess because back then it was, you know, we didn't have our phones to write down our information. So, you know, you would have an address book and that's what I think she had. Mm. Um, And they saw where she lived and they showed it to her and said, you know, if you don't keep, you know, keep quiet and let us do what we're doing, then we are going to go kill your family. And now that she knew that they had her home address, like her physical mm-hmm. address, she was more terrified than yeah. ever. She was scared to fight, and that's so sad that they put that fear into her mm-hmm. to even And I mean, I, to think about what they're doing right now to her, I think if she wouldn't comply, I feel like they would have gone and killed her family because mm-hmm. they are the Yakuza. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it was a threat. Like, I think they would have done yeah. it. Because they're so, like, they're horrible psychos. And look at what they were already capable of. I know, yeah. So, for sure, they would have done something. Um, so, the four men decided they would keep Junko and continue having fun with her. And pass her around other men in the group. At this time, Junko's parents were very worried, of course, because she hadn't come home. And once... You know, the group found out that Junko's family was, you know, sending cops out to look for her. They had her call her mother. And they called, They told her to tell her mom, we, you know, I ran away. I'm with a friend. I'm safe. This is what I want. And so they had her call at least three times to convince her, mo- her mother. Um, and so junko's mother at the end was like all right and she let the cops know that this is what her daughter told her and the cops were like okay well uh, case closed you know there's nothing to look for because she's a runaway it's crazy they should have thought how out of character that was for her Mm -hmm. and that she wouldn't have left and i bet the parents regretted telling the cops Mm -hmm. that because they just found it so easy to be like oh you know we're done we don't need to do our work yeah um so then at this point, the men decided to take Junko to a house in Ayasi district of Adachi to continue the rape and torture. This home was owned by Minato's parents and was the regular hangout of the gang. So the parents knew what, they, what was going on and said nothing. Um, Junko had to pretend that she was Minato's girlfriend to not raise suspicion to the parents. You know, so they're like, oh, it's just his girlfriend. Mm -hmm. She's fine. Um, But after a couple weeks, the gang realized that the parents were not going to say anything and dropped the act. Um, It was said that the parents knew what was going on and they were afraid of what the gang would do to them. 
So, and you another man doing something. I know. It's ugh, they should be in jail too. Mhm. Um, and in other articles, I also read that they didn't want to be ashamed or of what the gang was doing and kept and kept it all to themselves. So I don't know. Like I said, they should be in jail too. Yeah, they should be held accountable for that. They knew exactly they let what it was happen. going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but a few days after Junko was kidnapped and in Minato's home, they invited two other men to rape Junko. She was so scared about what was gonna happen to her that she started screaming and trying to get away but they ended up putting a pillowcase over her face a pillowcase over her face while another guy held her legs down at that moment i guess minato's parents came to the room and knocked and said what's going on and he's like oh it's nothing and they went back to the room like they didn't do anything about it um because they're supposedly scared of their son that's pathetic. And so the guys proceeded to rape Junko, and while they did this, she was in a state of unconscious and stared at the ceiling without blinking, like probably in shock, you know, like saddened, depressed, like there's nothing I can do. Like, that's... I can't even imagine happening over and over mm-hmm. again. So at this point, it could be more than like a handful of guys that have already done this to her in a couple of days. I mean, that's torture. for her, yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, we're not to the worst part of this. Sorry, everybody. Um, But a couple weeks of this happening, it was said that Jinko was having trouble breathing. She had so much dry blood because, of course, they would also beat her, you know? Like, it was fun to them to hit her and cause her torture. I mean, to commit torture. And, you know, everything she would try to eat, she'd throw back up. And so they'd get upset with her and beat her up more. Um, and sometimes would make her eat it. God. Um, so, of course, at this point, she really doesn't have much in her body. So yeah. she's, you know, becoming weak. She's probably like, just take me out. Mm-hmm. Like, at this point, the torture is so bad. Well, she was not thinking that. She was thinking, I need to get out of here. Good. How could she find a way out? One night, you know, after she was raped and the men were all passed out drunk, she thought of a plan. She's like, they're all asleep. I want to get out of this awful house, this horrendous situation. And she decided to risk everything to try and leave. Um, So at this point, like I said, she was weak, you know, and tortured. She could barely walk. So she quietly dragged herself out of the room and down to the stairs. I mean, down the stairs where she knew the phone was at. Um, And, of course, it took her a while to get there because, you know, she has no energy. You know, she's struggling, going through the pain and suffering. But she was determined to get to the phone. Mm -hmm. Um, When she finally reached the phone, um, her fingers were also, like, not only did they beat her face, but they pretty much beat her whole entire body like i read that they dropped dumbbells on her fingers and that her nails were even cracked so imagine just her trying to dial the police station um but she got through and heard somebody else on the phone you know say hello and as like right when she was about to say you know i need help one of the men came behind her um, took the phone away and said, sorry, I doubt by mistake. And, you know, they were satisfied with the response. 
the police, you know, had the chance to save her and they didn't even try to investigate or send somebody like, is this really, you know, like a uh, wrong number or yeah. something going on at that house? Um, so sadly, Junko was um, taken back upstairs where this, I, it doesn't say who's the one that found her. But this guy woke up everybody, and they were all pissed off, so they all beat her. Um, and it was said that um, they poured lighter fluid and lit it on fire. Oh, my God. So at this point, you know, she has cracked nails, burns, tortured, raped. I mean, and uh, soon I'll tell you everything they did to her. So get ready to either listen to this horrendous you know, list or, you know, just walk away, turn it off, you know, if it's too hard for you. Um, but it just wasn't, you know, it it wasn't just once that Junko could have been saved. One of the men at the house one night, you know, that they were raping her, um, saw what was going on. And so he went home and he told his brother. And so his brother was like, that's not okay. So his brother told his parents and the parents called the cops. And so when they called the cops, they said, hey, we heard there's a girl getting raped at this house. Okay, so the cops are like, all right, let's go do our job and go to this house. Okay. So they, they go to the house and while they're there, they knock and they're like, hey, we heard that there's a girl here that's been kidnapped and being tortured and raped. And the person, you know, whoever answered the door said, no, there's no person in here. Do you wanna come in and look for yourself? And the cops thought, oh, if he's letting us go in, then that means he's innocent. So we are not even going to waste our time. So they ended up leaving. Like, no thanks, um, you know. And they How left. Could they not at least go in and follow that person's report? And they probably, I mean, they would have found Junko. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's... Yeah, but... um. It was said that after those two cops were fired, they were shunned by the community and they had to move out of the city because everybody had known what had happened. Good. They Mm -hmm. could have prevented everything from getting taken further. Mm -hmm. For sure. I mean, this is so many times ready for her to be saved and nobody Uh is doing it. And by now, what's she thinking? She's probably like, oh, fuck. (laughs) How many attempts now it's just take me out. Yeah, you just feel helpless. Like, you are helpless in Mm -hmm. that situation because nobody's coming to save her. And her parents think that she she, ran away. mm -hmm. But, all right, here's where I'm going to say, you know, some of the things that were done to Junko. Um, They are very extreme, painful, and it will hurt your heart. Um, So, they... The men would urinate on her. It is said that she was raped repeatedly over 400 times. She had her pubic area shaved and they would have her walk around naked all day. Um, At night, she was put outside to sleep in very cold conditions. Um, At times, she was put in this fridge you know, when she was not be- being raped God. or, you know, they had no use for her. They'd stick her in the fridge and let her be in there. Of course, she's naked. Uh, made her dance in front of everyone and touch herself. They inserted objects into her vagina and anus. For example, 
a lit match, a metal rod, scissors, oh skewers, a bottle, and even firecrackers. God. So imagine her Sick body's one. just getting beat up in every way possible. Mm -hmm. You know, they're Sleep torturing. Torture. Yeah. They also put a hot light bulb inside of her. And they broke it inside oh, of her. Oh, my gosh. They would beat her with bamboo sticks, golf clubs, pour hot wax in her eyes. Of course, like I said earlier, they dropped dumbbells on her fingers, legs, and hands. They, When they found her, they found that she had her left nipple cut off. Um... They also would hang her from the ceiling like a punching bag. Oh, my God. And they would all beat on her. How could these people even live with themselves? Mm -hmm. That's sick. Her breasts were stabbed with needles, and they were left in there. So when they found her body, they found all these needles. How come she couldn't take them out? I don't know. Maybe, maybe they would get maybe, mad. Yeah. yeah probably the beatings would get worse. Or, they... or maybe it would even sink in there. And, like, she's weak. Her fingers are broken. Oh, her, my you God. Know, like... Yeah, they dropped weights on them. So she could probably barely grab anything. Oh, wow. That's so, painful. So terrible. Um, her private parts were burned with cigarettes. Her They would put her face in concrete and they take turns stomping on her. They would put fireworks in her mouth and lit, light them on fire. Um, I know they that I read somewhere where it said that they couldn't even know. They didn't even know it was her because her face was so messed up. Oh, like, wow. So, I mean, this was torture, like, the worst. Beyond. Yes. This is... She, I mean, like I said earlier, also, if she would vomit, they would beat her. She was forced to smoke cigarettes and inhale paint thinner. You know, I guess to get high and be more easier to abuse her. They burned her legs and arms with lighter fluid. She had to drink her own urine in front of them. And she would take about an hour to get to the restroom. And at times she couldn't even go. Like, her body was starting to shut down. And, you know, she was in a lot of pain. Mm -hmm. Her organs are failing. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would say that's poor, worse. Poor girl, I can't even imagine. That's like beyond. Yeah, like you said, like it's just insane the pain she went through. Um. So around the fortieth day of being kidnapped, Junko start. I mean, slowly her body started to smell. Um. You know, they've done all these things to her. They've stuck all these things to her. They put fireworks in her mouth. They put wax in her eyes. Like her body's starting to rot. You know, she has no food. She's getting malnourished. Like, her body is slowly dying. And it's sad because I feel like she's still trying to have that little bit of hope. Like, you know, I can't give up now. Um, trying to make it. Yeah, and, like, so dehydrated. Like, poor girl. Um, but at this point, the men, they were disgusted by her. I mean, they did this to her, so I don't understand why they're disgusted. And decided to kidnap somebody else. Um, the men did find a girl who was 19 years old. And they did rape her. But after a few days, they let her go. And of course, like, the guy's parents are all there doing nothing. Like, all this is going on. You know, not... I mean, I feel so bad. And it's sad to say. And the whole thing's sad. Like, I'm glad that girl got away and she didn't get tortured. But why her and not Junko? Why did they let her go? 
I mean, I, like I said, I don't know if this is true, it's just stuff that I read, but that supposedly they knew how good she was, that they knew that she would go to the cops, but the other women, like, they're like, oh, they would never say anything because we threatened them, but Junko, I guess, was different because, of course, she said no to the guy to date him, mm-hmm. and she was such a good student at school that they knew this, that they thought, oh, she'd go to the cops right away, but they were wrong. Yeah, don't forget this 19-year-old girl, because like you were saying, she did say something. Oh, wow. Okay. It'll come back. Um, but on the 43rd day, Junko was said to have gotten the men really angry after playing a game with them, like a card game. Um, but I don't know if this is true, because of course she's weak at this point. Mm-hmm. So I don't see why she would even have the strength you know, to play. Like, she beat them at the game. Mm -hmm. And so the men were very upset. I mean, whatever reason it was, they did end up beating her. Um, And so she's bleeding, and pus starts coming out of, you know, her, uh, like, cuts that she has in her injuries. And instead of um, stopping, because the men were like, this is so gross, they put plastic bags over their hands and continued beating her. God. Um, and they were they were not satisfied, so they dumped a dumbbell on her stomach several times from very high. What the fuck? And it was said that this attack lasted for a couple hours. At the end, she, you know, as they're doing this, she starts having seizures on the floor. I mean, what her body's just giving up yeah um and so the guys are like you know oh let's just go so they went i guess to do their thing i don't know what that is probably go hurt more families um but yeah so they left her there on the floor having seizures so the next day after 44 days after being kidnapped chunko had sadly passed away I don't know if at this point, maybe that's what she wanted. Because, I mean, they did so many horrendous things to her. Mm-hmm. That's so many days of torture. It is. It's so sad. Um, I mean, I it, I feel like if it were me, I wouldn't have lasted that long. No like, she's, she was brave, strong. Like, she's a lot of things. A fighter. She is. Um, and it's sad that so many people did not fight for her. But she fought for herself. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so the men started panicking, you know, when they realized that she had died. Like, duh, that's going to happen. You don't feed her and you're mistreating her in so many ways. Um, that they put her in a 55-gallon barrel, poured it with cement. Once it was hardened, they took her to a construction site and just left her there. I mean, I... It's like the torture continues. Now they've left her in a barrel, all alone in a construction site. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, at least, or call the family and say, don't say your names, just say where she's at. You know, why leave her alone? It's like they're still torturing her after she's gone. Um, oh, and I do have a picture of the barrel. But let me show you the pictures of the guys first. Ugh. That's Hiroshi. Gross. Joe. Okay. Gross. Shinji Minato. They're all fucking losers. And that's Yasushi Watanabe. And I think he changed his name later on. But I'm going to show you her picture Ugh. and how they knew there was a person in there. 
Oh my gosh, her hair is sticking out. I know. That's so sad. I guess this is where the barrel was. Ugh. But I will put this in the, you know, the show notes so you guys could see the pictures as well. Like I said, it is really sad. So, I mean, you don't have to look at them, but it's up to you, of course. Um, so a few weeks later, um, after she passed away, you know, she had not been found yet. Me, uh, Hiroshi Miyano and Joe Gura were brought into a, uh, to be questioned by the cops. Um, they thought because they were questioning them about rape that it was about, uh, Junko. So, you know, but the cops at the time were asking because of that girl that they let go. Oh. So the one that they kidnapped because they said that Junko was not, you know, that she was smelling. Yeah, and they is. didn't think she would say anything. Yeah, and she did. Okay. So the cops were questioning them, you know, because they were described as, you know, the people that this girl remembers um and so Hiroshi Miyano thought hey they're asking me about this they have Joe Ogura in the other room they probably know what I did um so he was thinking he already threw me under the bus I'm gonna do the same and so mm -hmm. he's like yeah we did kill her we raped her and she's here and so the cops are like what are you talking about we're talking about this rape that you committed uh you know a few weeks back but by that time, he had already confessed everything. Fucking um, idiot. So I don't know if they would have ever found Junko. And if they would have found her, since her face and everything was so, you know, like, tort like messed up and everything, that they would have known who she was. Yeah. You know, and being back then, you know, um, who knows if they would have, you know, what they had in the system or, you know, technology to figure out who she was yeah. at the time. Um. But, so, of course, they were all arrested. They, you know, they told them where her body was. And um, it took a while to do her autopsy, of course, because it had to break through the cement. Um, and it's so sad because she was there for about, well, total 44 days. When they did the autopsy, the medical examiner said that her brain had shrunk so small. Like, it was in the size of, like, it was, like, really small. Like, um, maybe the size of your fist. Oh, my God. But, yeah, I think because From of the all the torture, and... malnourishment, yeah, and the beatings, like. Wow. I mean, only they know what else happened. I mean, and this is already horrible as it is, like, what we know. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also said that she was pregnant. Oh, my God. Um, and I'm guessing she, they probably never used protection, you know, any of them. So it could have been any of them. That should um, have been a double homicide. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it was the thing back then, like if they had that as a law. Mm -hmm. But um, over there, it's a lot different than here. And um, I'll tell you how. So... Over there in Tokyo, it said that you have to be 20 or over to be charged in as an adult. Jeez. So none of them were over 20. So they were all juveniles and, you know, were not going to be charged as adults. And since they were underage, their names were put out in the newspaper. But because they were young, 
But remember, Junko's only 17. Mm-hmm. And she was a couple weeks away from her from, from turning 18, which is still not over the age over there. Um, but her name was all over the newspapers. Why is that right? Why was her name able to be published? I have no idea. But, like, they had, the judge was like, no, nobody's names, but hers was out there. So there was this news editor who was very upset by, by what was happening and, you know, the injustice they were doing towards Junko. So he decided, like, break hit the rules, and he ended up putting out a newspaper article, and he said all of the men's names. Good. Um, and he said, if they're, you know, if they could do this to women, you know, cause it was just, I mean, Junko was the worst, but they had done it to various women. Um, why can't we put them out, their name out, but yet it's okay to have Junko's name out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but good for him for standing up and breaking those rules. Yeah, and if you know, imagine if he would have known what was happening to Junko, he would have helped her. Mm-hmm. Like he would have, you know, I don't know what's up with Junko. I mean, Minato's parents, but that's insane. Um. So, but later on, they were charged as adults for causing. I mean, but it wasn't for death, for her death, like for her murder. They only got charged as adults for causing bodily harm, resulting in death. So it's like if they they said, we didn't mean to kill her, but she died. What about the torture? Mm -hmm. Which led to her death, yeah. Uh, I don't understand that. That's... It's really sad, like, the justice system over there. Like, I thought ours was bad, but um, I saw this guy on a video saying, like, how it still is that way. Like... Mm -hmm. You you know, I think you get more years by stealing or something in jail than for murder. Um, so fucked up. Yeah, so Hiroshi, he received, he was the one that received the most years in prison, um, 17 years. And he wanted appeal. Like, he had, uh, tw- uh, you know, like, if he would get that. Um, but when he appealed with the judge, he, you know, the judge was like, I'm not having it. I'm giving you 20 years. So he Good. added to his, you know, imprisonment. Um, Yasushi Watanabe had three to four years in prison. What? Um, and it doesn't say why they got different times. I mean, I, I'm i pretty sure they all did it. Like, they were yeah. all there. They like, were the was four he main less, Did he do less? Like, mm-hmm. that's a weird difference. Yeah, and when Yasushi wanted to uh, appeal, he went, and from three to four years, the judge, same judge, was like, no, you're getting five to seven now. Good. And then Shinji Minato, he had four to six years, and he appealed, and the judge gave him five to nine. (laughs) And the last one, Joe Ogura, received eight years, and he did not even try to appeal, (laughs) because he knew what was going to happen. That's so crazy that all the time were so different like yeah that's sad like and i mean like i said earlier they got out from jail and are still doing what they're doing like they're they haven't been what's that word rehabilitated they have so much life to live and this poor girl who with a baby with her baby so many victims out there and this one who didn't survive Mm -hmm. and yet they're only given such little prison sentence like um, but of course, Junko's parents were very de- de- devastated by the short sentences and believed justice was not served, which, you know, it was not. 
her mother was have said to had a break break mental breakdown and placed in a facility but i mean there's nowhere to be that it's confirmed but that is what i read and you know i understand like yeah. you know you find out every little thing that happened to your child and you couldn't save them no i couldn't live with that like i cannot live knowing that my child encountered that much torture and there's nothing i could do about it like mm-hmm. i wouldn't live be able to live and i wouldn't be able to let those people live Mm -hmm. so sad yeah they they should have been put to death for Mm -hmm. sure it's horrible i mean i don't i don't to me every situation's different like i'm for or against but these guys should have yeah like they but they willingly knew every all the torture for months over a month Mm -hmm. they were putting this girl through like and they did not stop. It just, you know, escalated more and more. Horrible. No remorse. Um, but like I said, all four men went out of, when got out of prison. They all continued with their crimes. Shinji Minato's parents were sued by Junko's parents. You know, because they did allow all this to happen. The torture, the rape, everything happened under their roof. Mm-hmm. Um, and... They have. They were awarded, which is great. You know, it doesn't replace Junko, but it's like some accountability, satisfaction. Yeah, like. Uh, but they were war- awarded three hundred and seventy-five thousand in U.S. dollars, um, and they were paid because Shinji Minato's parents had to um, sell their home. Oh wow, good. Yeah, and hopefully they have nothing now. Yeah, and hopefully they, you know, tore down the place. Like, who wants to live in a home where this happens? Not to just Junko, but many girls. Yeah, Junko's funeral was held a couple months after. Like I said, it took a while to, you know, get through the cement and try and keep her body intact. Um, but it was on April second, nineteen eighty nine. One of her friends wrote her a letter. Um, that, you know, just dates, like, they made her, like, this thing to wear when she was, you know, at her funeral. It's called a happy, H-A-P-P-I, um, long-tubed coat that they wear at festivals. So all her friends, you know, decorated it with symbols and labels, and she wore it at her funeral. And her friend just said, you know, you're not in pain anymore. Like, her letter is so cute, like, and loving, um and you know she told her also like we graduated together you know and I I saw you again so I mean not in the way she wanted to but Uh at least they did find her yeah and they weren't wondering I'm sure not Mm -hmm. only her family but her friends and her classmates are and that does a lot to you when you're young and having to go through that kind of trauma like Uh I hope they're all okay I mean and not much is said about Junko's family now. I know they're very private. You know, she did have her older and younger brother, their her parents, but nothing is said, you know, about them. They are very private. Um, and I just hope they're doing well. I mean, this is a very tough situation to go through and know that somebody you loved and knew for 17 years is gone. Like, um, But, yeah, I hope they're doing Such good. Such a tragic way mm-hmm. and had to suffer. Yeah, but that's the story of Junko Furata. Um, but let us know what you think. Um, I know it was the f- 
really bad first gruesome story we told, but not the story, but just the torture she encountered. Yeah, it's just, you know. Gruesome, horrible. Like, who even thinks of those things? Yeah, there's no words. It's it's very sad, but um, we'll get to doing our second episode. Um, and Jamie will be telling that story. So, so excited. Yeah, it's her Come first time. Listen. <laughs> It'll be her first time as well. This was my first time, so I hope I did good. But just, you know, give us comments on how we did, you know, um, what we did good, what we could get better at, but not what we did bad. <laughs> <laughs> nice criticism. <laughs> so we can learn from our mistakes. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we hope you have a great day. Thanks, guys. Bye.